Hey, you're one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday. Each week you get to learn something new. You listen this week, the science behind plant-based milk alternatives. Your teacher is Dr Evangeline Mantazoris, Program Director of Nutrition and Food Sciences at the University of South Australia. Evangeline, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Now, these are becoming very popular. There seems to be a, a whole generation of, of people who uh, order their coffee this way and have their cereal at, at home this way. There, there's there's a, a kind of, uh, I think, an environmental part to this. There's a nutritional part to this. And there's probably, for some people, an ethical part to it. That's right. Absolutely. All three are factors why people may choose different sorts of milks as opposed to dairy. But, you know, I think the environmental and the ethical one is the one that's really sort of, you know, increasing in popularity. Mm. When, when we focus on nutrition, though, which is one of your specialities, there, it, it is quite disparate, isn't it, between some of them are quite good and some of them are really quite nutritionally poor. Absolutely. Look, and we always use um, dairy milk as the reference because that's the one that we've been consuming for a very long time. But that's the one that I guess our nutrient profile for what we expect the comparison to be is based on. And, you know, dairy milk is an excellent source of protein and really high quality protein containing all of the nine essential amino acids we need. But not only that, it provides us with our major source of calcium in our diet, which is really critical for strong bone health but also vitamin B12, vitamin A and vitamin D as well. So it's a really important nutritional food that we need. Okay, in, in, in terms of calcium, which you highlighted, osteoporosis and, and all that, we were talking about it just, just yesterday. Do the other milks, you know, in, in, in quote marks, do the other milks offer that sort of help with calcium? Look, naturally they don't. So if you bought soy milk that didn't have anything added to it or an almond milk, it wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of calcium that it needs to have in it. So what manufacturers are doing is adding calcium to it to make it comparable to dairy milk. And that's probably the first thing that people should look at on the packaging, that roughly one cup of whatever plant milk they're deciding to drink should contain somewhere between 250 to 300 milligrams of calcium in it for one cup served, so 250 mils. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, calcium is obviously a positive for, for milk. Are there negatives for milk? I mean, some people talk about, you know, saturated fats with, with milk. Is, is, is it fair enough to be critical of milk compared to these other ones? Look, that's an interesting thing. And I think it's about two or three years ago, no, maybe three or four years ago, the Heart Foundation released new guidelines regarding the intake of full fat dairy products, which includes milk, cheese and yogurt. And prior to that, they said people should consume low fat ones to reduce their risk of getting heart disease. But the evidence now tells us that full fat dairy products for someone who doesn't have any symptoms of heart disease is perfectly fine. So the saturated fat shouldn't be a concern. But if you have already existing problems, you need to follow the advice of your doctor or dietitian. Um, but what people are probably concerned a lot about is the lactose in milk. And that's the sugar unit, which if consumed by some people that have a lactose intolerance, can cause a lot of gastric bloating and diarrhea and discomfort. So that's why a lot of people are swapping also to the plant-based milks. Okay, so let's go through the plant-based milks and, and try to say which are the best, which are the worst nutritionally and also environmentally. Let's start with soy because I think you think that's probably the winner overall. It is. Look, it's soy is a, um, a legume um, and it's nutritionally probably the closest to dairy milk, except it doesn't have the calcium. So you still need to look for added calcium in the milk. But it's 
um, amount of essential amino acids it has, it's probably the best you're going to get at in, uh, out of any of the plant-based milks. So that's probably the one to go for. And also environmentally, um, because soy is a um, legume, it fixes nitrogen back into the soil as well. And that's one of the concerns within one of the environmental concerns is that we're stripping fertilisers from soil and trying to find a way of adding nitrogen back. And all legumes add nitrogen back to the soil. So soy comes up as a huge winner in terms of its protein profile. Got to make sure it's got added calcium in it and then its environmental perspective. Yeah, I mean, you're not saying it wins over actual milk, but it wins among the other milks. Yeah, it's, look, the the best milk nutritionally is dairy milk. If we combined environmental and nutrition reasons, it would go to soy milk. Okay, we'll we'll get to that because some of these nut-based milks are some some of these uh, milk alternatives are better for the environment than the traditional milk. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But mm. let, let's stay with the with the list of of alternatives. We've, we've started with soy, which got a pretty good yeah. mark nutritionally and environmentally from you. I, I guess the other popular one at the moment is is almond milk. How, how does that rate nutritionally? Yeah, look, um, if you look, people look closely at the packaging, they'll see that there's not a lot of almonds that's added to it. Basically, they've pulverised almonds, you know, with a blender, you could do it at home, and then water is added to it. Um, and it produces sort of a white-like substance, and that's that's about it. So most almond milks only contain about 2 to 14% of the actual milk from almonds. So that's not a lot. So whilst almonds and nuts in general are a good source of protein, as a milk, they start to diminish how valuable they become with their protein source. Okay, um, because it could be up to 98% water. That's right. That's right. Okay. So it's not a lot, is it? Yeah, and, and, and to the extent that there's almonds in it, almonds have got some unsaturated fats too, don't they? They do. So they're a polyunsaturated fat. And look, and almonds and all nuts are great to eat, um, but it's a matter of how useful does it become as a replacement for dairy milk. And that's where it starts to fall down a little bit. Okay. I mean, the other thing about almond milk is it, it seems to often have added sugar, doesn't it? That's right. All of these could have added sugars to them. And so that's another consideration, or they may have flavourings in them, additives, all sorts of things. So yeah, that's another really important consideration when looking at these milks. Okay, if you're going to choose almond milk because of you know, various reasons, do try to choose the unsweetened one. The unsweetened mm. one. What about oat milk? I, I noticed down at the local cafe, that seems to be very popular as well. Absolutely. So once again, oat milk is just basically oats blended with water. So you could say it's a really diluted porridge. Um, it's a great source of fibre and vitamin E and B group vitamins, but the protein intake in oat milk is considerably low. And also it's low in calcium, as we've said before. So, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to diminish in its nutritional value. Okay, low protein, low calcium. Uh, for the, in terms of the environment, both for, for the nut milks and, and for oat? Yeah, well, they're starting to improve so that they are much better than dairy milk for the environment. But it's, it's that balance, isn't it, of, you know, if you're not getting all the protein you need from your milk and you're looking at other sources, what's the impact of that on the environment? So it's really difficult for people to balance it and consider all of the aspects of what they're doing. Mm. Now, before we move entirely away from soya, I should ask you about the, the idea that there was an estrogen problem with soy. Some people said uh, that there was uh, there were some risks about soy. I, th I think that's been now been discounted, hasn't it? It has. Look, um, soy milk contains phytoestrogen in them and they're natural plant compounds, but they look very similar to the body's own estrogen. 
Um, and probably about 15 years ago, there was a lot of information out there that it can cause problems for men who are drinking it. You know, they might possib- possibly get man boobs and all that sort of stuff because of a study that was based in monkeys. And what they found was the way that the monkeys handle these phytoestrogens is completely different to how humans Okay, so we'll, 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 see, we'll, uh, we'll file that, uh, that particular uh, fear under, under uh, you know, disproved. Yeah, uh, there's also a concern with breast cancer a while ago as well. But once again, what clinical studies have shown is that if you're consuming plant foods in a normal way, it's not a problem. But if you're consuming phytoestrogens as a supplement, that that isn't recommended. Okay, a couple, two more milks left of these alternate milks. Mm. Coconut, what about coconut? Yeah, no, that's a big no. (laughs) Very low levels of protein in it and carbohydrates. So it's not at all replacing um, the nutrients that you have in dairy milk. Probably a great thing to add to curries for that coconut flavour or for, you know, if people are wanting smoothies, they can put a handful of coconut in it as well as or coconut milk. But it's really not up there like, you know, dairy Mm -hmm. or soy milk is. Okay, and that too sometimes has added sugars. Absolutely. All of these can have added sugars. So it's, and it, the sugar might not be listed as sugar or glucose on the ingredient list. It might be listed as maltose or, um, you know, uh, agave syrup or something like that, which makes it sound like it's good. But essentially, these are all just still sugar, but coming from different plants. Okay. Last one, rice milk. Yeah, once again, not very good. Very low in protein. Um, rice itself is a really health, healthy grain to be consuming. It's high in carbs. It's got fibre. It's got big root vitamins. But in terms of replacing it as a milk drink, it's not high enough in protein. And the carbohydrates are going to be potentially high, but they're also really quick-acting carbohydrates. That means for people that are concerned about their blood glucose levels, they might have diabetes, they'll often see rapid increases in their glucose levels. Okay, just so to summarise, if you're interested, if you if you want an alternative milk for all those uh, the reasons that we, we cited, or for one of those reasons we cited at the beginning, probably on the balance for most people, soy is going to be the best in terms yeah, of ab- nutrition. Absolutely. But I guess we've also got to recognise that some people may have an allergy to soy and may need to go to one of those other milks. But that's where you really need to take a close look at your diet, perhaps get some dietary advice to make sure you're getting all the nutrients mm. that you need. Okay. And if, if you just focus on nutrition, milk, milk, if I can put it that way, dairy milk is, is the best. Uh, it just gives you all that stuff you need, the calcium and, and the protein and, and, and so forth. But there is this other thing that some people are very focused on, which is the environment. This is where it becomes complex to rate, doesn't it? Because the environmental uh, uh, damage of milk varies according to where the milk comes from, whether it's Australia, for instance, or New Zealand or, or Africa. Absolutely. Look, there's a big difference. Um, you know, if you compare cow's milk, and we talk about the global warming potential of particular products, and they measure that as the kilogram of carbon dioxide per litre of milk. And if the milk is made in Australia or New Zealand, it's about 1.14. But if it's in Africa, it's 2.5. So you can see that um, the locations, and even if you go down to from different site to site, farmyards to farmyards, depending on how clean and green the equipment they use is, their vehicles, all of that begins to play into it. So we can really just talk about averages and generalisations in this, which does make it tricky. Um, But generally any plant-based milk will be about three times lower impact than dairy milk. Um, 
But what I point out is you've got to consider your whole diet. So if you're not eating a lot of meat, um, you're focused on, you know, food products that Mm -hmm. give you greener alternatives, then having dairy milk may not be as problematic because if you drop out the dairy milk and then you need to take supplements or extra protein, then, you know... That's going to cause its own uh, environmental impact. Exactly, exactly. So it is really difficult. But what I always say to people is the first thing you can do to reduce the impact of the foods you eat on greenhouse gases is to not waste it. So stuff that's thrown out is the biggest impact on the environment. So if food waste was a country in the world, it would be the third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases, and that's after the US and China. So, you know, above all, people shouldn't be throwing out any food or any milk. It's not, excuse, it's not good for the sewerage system either. They were, they were telling me the other day, they're actually having a Sydney campaign about what not to put down the sink. And one of the things is milk in large quantities. I mean, obviously, you know, you wash out a cup of tea, obviously, but if you're yeah. going to go glug, glug, glug with uh, two litres of milk that's gone off, it's not very good for the system. That's right. And that's where you've got to start thinking about, um, you know, knowing what's in your fridge, what to use up. If you suspect you're not going to get through that extra two litre of milk you bought, you can pop it into the freezer as a whole in the bottle and then bring it out later and drink it quickly or, you know, make it into a dessert. You know, trying to find ways. And there's lots of websites that give you that sort of information. Okay. And that's the, the real environmental saviour. Just a final question. Uh, what about lactose-free dairy milk that some people are m- marketing milk milk but they say it's lactose free yeah absolutely look what they're adding to that is the enzyme the lactase which breaks down the lactose and what happens with that is that the milk actually tastes a little bit sweeter so it doesn't give you any extra kilojoules or energy because it tastes sweeter it's just that it's the different um, units of sugar when the lactose is broken down and i think it's glucose and galactose from memory don't quote me on that one but then that makes the milk taste sweeter and some people prefer to drink it that way without having a lactose intolerance um so yeah and you can also buy the enzymes yourself to add to your drinks as you need to so if you order a cappuccino out you can put a couple of drops add your own evangelina thank you so much for your time this afternoon my pleasure richard uh, dr evangelina mansouris with another self-improvement wednesday Uh, She's from the Department of Nutrition and Food Sciences at the University of South Australia. Of course, you can listen to her lesson again if you want to share it with somebody else online, abc.net.au slash Sydney. Next week, Associate Professor David Flannery from the School of Earth and Atmospheric Sciences at the the Queensland University of Technology. That's self-improvement next week.